Welcome to the Young, Driven, and Savvy Podcast. I'm your host, Adve Deshmukh, and today we're joined by Justin Gelwitz, the founder of Wood Goods Lacrosse. So, hi, how are you doing today, Justin? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. So let's get right into it. How would you describe Wood Goods Lacrosse? Um, okay, so that's that's an interesting question. Wood Goods Lacrosse, um, what well, what I really tried to set out to do with Wood Goods Lacrosse is I was just very curious about whether I could start something. Um, so when I was a freshman in college, I was um, in my first semester, actually, I was walk- I was on a date with my girlfriend. I was walking out of Walmart right beforehand. And this guy comes up to me, he's like 40 years old. And he, he comes right up to me and he goes, Hey man, I want to fucking fight you. And I was, I was like, Whoa, like so taken aback. I was, I was 18 at the time, like just turned 18 little kid from New York, Westchester, New York, like wondering why this 40 year old wants to fight me. And before I could say anything, his friend comes up behind me, goes to push me. And I look at his friend and as I'm looking away from this guy, he winds up jumps up punches me right in the jaw knocks it right out of place next thing i know i'm being kicked in the concrete right outside the entrance of walmart Um, my jaw was knocked out of place i had brain damage a a major concussion um and i had to go on medical leave from school and in that time i took up woodworking and um i played lacrosse at colby and my way of saying goodbye to the team was to produce sticks for every player on the team and after seeing how much they love them i realized that maybe there might be some money in this so really what goes across in its essence was really just me being curious about um to see if something could actually perform in the market and people would buy things oh wow so look so you played lacrosse in college and that's what spurred your interest in this uh, yeah, so it wasn't really mainly lacrosse. Like I grew up playing lacrosse my whole life. Um, it was more like because I was, um, when I, after I was mugged, I couldn't play lacrosse, I couldn't go to school. And anytime I had problems in my life at home or um, in my personal life, I'd pour myself into training for lacrosse or doing better in school. And I couldn't do either of those. So I really needed an outlet. So I took an apprenticeship in woodworking and I loved it. Um, I basically became a full-on furniture maker and left school. Um, And what really spurred my interest in this was like I was in school not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. And I was working my ass off at one of the hardest schools in the country um, for no reason in my head, you know. And for the first time, I loved something. I could see how I could sell something. And I saw this hole in the market with lacrosse and it wasn't like, oh, like I want to own a business or I want to do this. It was more like I was just kind of curious to see where this would go if I tried it, you know, because it was kind of combining my passion for woodworking and my love of lacrosse and kind of reinstilling that sense of the history of the game through the wooden shafts. Oh, wow. So on like more of a personal level, have you like always wanted to start a business or was it just something you took advantage of the opportunity you had? How, how did that come about? Um, no. So this is actually something that um, I, I feel very strongly about. I feel like people shouldn't um, actively try to start a business without an idea. And that's like kind of going against your whole like podcast audience. But um, mm-hmm. 
look, entrepreneurship is is very hard. Like you shouldn't like like want to actively get into this just just for the the sake of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've started a bunch, several different businesses, and the ones where I was not fully passionate about what I was doing and the product I was creating, they mm-hmm. always failed and they always lost interest because like. There's this great quote by Steve Jobs. It's like, you need to love what you're doing because it's it's so hard if you're going to actually do it for a living that if you don't love it, you're just not going to do it. You know, like um, they say like entrepreneurs work 80 hours a week to avoid working 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And um, you shouldn't actively try to start a business. And I wasn't actually trying to start a business. Like growing up, I was um, always that kid playing with Legos and programming fighting robots and like um, really into building things and working with my hands. Um, this really wasn't the idea to start a business. It's just once I started, it blew away my expectations and my sales were 10 to 15 times what I expected them to be. Um, and then you just had to roll with it. But then after, um, you sort of found that kind of niche, that passion. So like whatever your favorite Mm -hmm. thing is, you should go pursue that and try to monetize it. Um, some things are not monetizable. Um, but if you are lucky enough to love what you do, to be the best at what you do, and that thing is able to be taken to market, you should work your ass off just to get there. Because like, otherwise, like, what's the point in life if you're not going to build something that you love, you know? Sure. Um, and then once you, once you find that thing, everything else is super easy. Um, and um, yeah, you, you really need to be in love with whatever you're creating. Otherwise, it's not going to be a business. You shouldn't actively just try to look for opportunities, you know? Mm-hmm. So on that note, you mentioned like your sales exceeding your expectations. So in like a market like lacrosse sticks where your competitors are like Nike or your sports and these like massive multi-billion dollar companies, how do you get your name out there? Oh, that's easy. It's by differentiating your brand. Um, so the brand image is the heart and soul of a business. It is the most important thing um, by far about any given business, especially like a direct consumer, small business, because it's how you differentiate yourself. And a brand image can be anything from, it's about like identifying your target audience and seeing what, um, what characteristics of the product they would love in that and thinking about the whole design thinking process. It's everything is broad from um, what the product is and its core concept of the product to the type of colors and the topography that you use um, in the advertisements. It's the heart and soul of the brand. Um, So as for like these big companies like Nike, like Under Armour, they've got a very plain brand image. You know, it's like you can you can go up to any lacrosse store and pick any Nike shaft and be like, all right, that'll work fine. Um, It's really not anything special. However, when you get a wood goods shaft, you can get your name, your number, your team logo, laser engraved in the side, a portion of profit to go to the Wood Warrior Project and some other really great causes. You literally meet the person building all the sticks, working with his hands. It's a handmade product in the USA. Um, That's how we differentiate our product. Um, And it's not for everyone. You know, a lot of people, Mm -hmm. there have been all these wealthy area moms that'll walk by the thing and the kid will think this is the coolest thing in the world mommy can i please buy one and the moms will literally say this is so stupid like absolutely not like in my direction and i'll hear it i'll be like oh wow okay um but then you have the the other people who think the parents that are like this is incredible like like you built this and like it's usa made and it has my 
child's name on it. And usually the overwhelming amount of people that you work with think that it's amazing. Um, and that's not to say that my product was always amazing. And this is something that I'm also very um, uh, kind of adamant about is everyone who like kind of is passionate about their product wants it to be as perfect as possible. So if you have are at the stage where you found something you love, you know how to, you found the ability to make it. And um, like you, 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 you're like working on the prototypes. Um, usually people will stop because they are too obsessed with it being too perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. So the first shafts that we put out, like the very, very first ones were terrible. We'd never sell them again. Um, but then like the, after the next few tournaments, after we got feedback, they got a lot better. And then after that, they got exponentially better. And now our product is flawless and everyone looks exactly the same. Um, and we have like all the logos in the red area and everything like that. Um, so don't be afraid to put your product out there before you think it's perfect because otherwise you'll never get it out there because your product will never be perfect. Wow. And for, for those listening who don't know, you're currently in college, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I left school, um, in my freshman, I, I finished my freshman year because I wanted to prove to myself that I could still do school, um, with my condition after getting mugged, I finished up, I left school. And what that did for me is it said, okay, this has to work. I have no plan B I'm just on my own. Now I went from going to basically an Ivy league school to being completely on my own, no funding from my parents. Um, like I just had to have this sort of, um, I had this chip on my shoulder. I had no plan B. And I think if you don't have a plan B, um, then you're far more likely to succeed. Um, so if you put all of your eggs in one basket and you do it, people are so scared of investing in their businesses. If you invest in a way that pushes your business, that forces your business to scale, um, that will always be a good investment. So don't be afraid of that. Um, but after I um, started doing an insane amount of sales, I was making an exorbitant amount of money through just hustling, like waking up at 1 a.m., driving six hours to Maryland or wherever, or Niagara Falls or wow. Virginia or, 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 or Georgia, wherever I was going that weekend. Um, I would I would walk away. I'd, I'd wake up then. I'd, I'd set up at 7 a.m. and then I'd work to 8 p.m. and I'd do the same thing the next day. And I'd have times where I'd have tournaments in like Massachusetts and then the next day they'd be in like, like Philly, you know, it'd be, wow. and I'd have to like get from 8 PM, um, pack up, drive all the way down to Philly, find a hotel, um, or sleep in my car and do the same thing. And I was, it was going so well that I didn't want to, um, stop, you know, mm -hmm. um, because I was just so obsessed and, um, after that, I chose to go back to school. I chose to go to Lehigh University because I believe that they are the best school in the country for entrepreneurship. Um, everyone, this is, I know a lot of your audience is probably high schoolers. This is my biggest advice for you. I chose a school originally that was just based on ranking. I didn't look into objectively what would help me. So like what you need to do when you look at your college, you don't think like, okay, this, like you look at like US News World Report, you think, oh, this is like the number 20 school in the country. That's awesome. 
Like that's irrelevant if they're, they have no resources to what you want to do. So Lehigh has the best wood shop in the country. It has the, one of the really? best meter spaces in the country. It has the Baker Institute of Entrepreneurship. In the past year alone, I've won nine scholarships just on entrepreneurship. It, they will help wow. you so much. So if you're interested in entrepreneurship, definitely look at Lehigh University. They're incredible. Um, it was one of only a couple schools that I applied to. I'm super happy here. I'm in the IBE program, which basically is um, I get a degree in finance and a degree in engineering. And the core like classes that they make you take in this special honors program is like all based on entrepreneurship. And it's just perfect. Like any entrepreneur who's technical should definitely look into this program. And to that end, like if college isn't your thing, then college isn't your thing. Like basically, like I think that the best thing for entrepreneurship is learning a trade. If you learn woodworking, there are literally infinite businesses that you could start. If I wanted to, I could go on Etsy and I could probably make $50,000 in a year just by pushing laser engraved um, like coffee mug coasters or something like that. You know, like wow. you can literally make anything with a trade. And to that end, you could do plumbing or um, electrical contracting or any of those because trades are awesome. Trades are slept on. Um, if you're confused on what you want to do with your life trades trades are great and people frown on them for no reason like people are like oh a plumber like like what like if you're if you're pretentious like that but like that person saying that is probably going to out of college make a half to a third what they're going to what a plumber is going to make True. after two years of trade school and then they have way more opportunities for entrepreneurship because they're a self-contractor um so really i think if you find a trade or something you can own the means of production and manufacturing or service, then that's the best avenue for entrepreneurship, in my opinion. Wow. So uh, what's what would you say is your biggest challenge in like specifically the sports equipment space or like as an entrepreneur in college, some along those lines? Yeah. So there's like, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to keep a balance because like I was taking seven classes, which in college oh, wow. you're supposed to take like four or five. Um, because I'm in this IVE program and then I'm in a fraternity as well. And on top of that, I'm running this business. And then I have a lot of other entrepreneurial projects that I'm working on. So it's really like, I really stress that you got to love it because if you don't, um, you're going to not do well. And at a certain point you need to allocate the time to say, okay, well, look, like I'm, I could get a 4.0 if I really worked hard for that, but I think I'd rather take the utility of getting a little bit lower of a GPA, like a three, seven mm -hmm. and work towards my dream of building this business a little bit more, you know? So finding the perfect balance, um, is also good. And then you can't just work yourself to death. You need to hang out with your friends and you need to go out and be social because humans are social creatures. Um, and finding that balance is, is very, very important. Um, from a business perspective, Woodgood specifically, um, we're at the point where we're starting to be put in retail stores and a lot of oh, these wow. big chains like lacrosse limited, like Dick's, um, like Amtip apparel, um, they look at us like, Oh, like, like, yeah, we look like if I speak to people and I talk to people about our sales and what we're doing, then they'll think like, Oh, this is great. Um, but from like the big business perspective, they look at this kid and they're like, Oh, here's this 20 year old kid. who's just doing this as a pet project, you mm -hmm. know? And then I'll tell them what we did in revenue last year. And they'll be like, what? And then I'll be like, yeah, and here are our profit margins. And here's what we can offer you. 
And they're like, oh, this makes sense, you know, but getting the respect of like big, the people who make the decisions of whether you're in their stores has been really tough. Um, we have an e-commerce site, woodgoodslacrosse.com. Check, check us out there, order, order some products, guys. Um, getting that up has been interesting. Um, at first advertising was exceeding my world's expectation. Our conversion rate was like nine times and it's supposed to be like two times and you're profitable. Um, so that was really awesome. And then the next month we had like, like a whole week where we didn't sell a single shaft. And I was like, what's going on? You know, it's, this is weird. Um, whereas like there would be days where we do like, like six shafts, single days during the week, which, which was going from that to flipping that was, was very strange and figuring out, um, the e-commerce side of the business is like running a whole new business and it's exhausting and it's very, very convoluted and, um, tough, but it's something that we're working through. And that's probably the other challenge with that. Um, I'd say another thing is just scaling it up on your own, you know, like, um, like I, I own an industrial wood shop, not a penny of that came from my parents because people look at me and say like, you're 20. Oh, like your parents paid for your business. You you did this, Mm -hmm. like, no, like finding the way to get the investment to, build the the wood shop which cost me around fifteen thousand dollars um came completely naturally through sales and it was really hard for me um like objectively to think like hey i'm unloading fifteen thousand dollars i could just take this and have it you know Uh as like an 18 year old like having that in my pocket like literally a wad of fifteen thousand dollars in cash um and being like going to like a counter at the woodworking thing and thinking, here's this, I want an industrial helical eight inch joiner. Um, because I like, but like that justification was so easy in my head at the time because I was so all in, there was no plan B, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm so glad I did it because it's, that thing's my pride and joy, my, my wood shop, and it'll help me create a lot of stuff in the future. Wow. Just like a random question. So like, how do the wood wooden shafts perform compared to like the carbon fiber or whatever metal shafts? Yeah, so that's, that's actually our value proposition. So carbon fiber sticks can run you $200 a shaft. I had a friend in college who broke four carbon long poles and four practices, which was $1,200 because they were the long versions of the sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was looking at that. I was like, these sticks break all the time. This is ridiculous. Um, because these companies, there's no innovation in the market and people are demanding lighter and lighter sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then therefore the sticks break because they just get thinner and thinner. However, wood shafts are solid all the way through. Um, and because they're wood, they're essentially carbon. Um, mm-hmm. They flex just the same. So they give you more power in your shots, harder checks, um, all the works. Um, the wood shafts are a fifth the price of the carbon shafts. And they are only one ounce heavier, maybe two ounces heavier, depending on the model. Um, no. So it's really not that much. Um, so if you really don't care about having the lightest possible stick, you can have this beautiful wood shaft with your name laser engraved on the side of it, your team logo engraved on the side of it, your number. Um, it's beautiful. It's different. It's more durable because it's solid all the way through. Um, and, and that with all the logos will cost you like 50 bucks. You know, oh, it's wow. like a fourth of price, you know? So if you want that durable, affordable alternative, that's beautiful and has this rich history of lacrosse built into it, 
um, and all the other encompassing things like the donations and the Made in the USA thing, then you turn to our product. That's how we compete with uh, quote unquote higher performance products. I turn to wood and I, I wouldn't use anything else. Uh, a few of my teammates in college use them too, just because they love the grip. You don't need tape, which is awesome, which is my favorite thing. The flex is amazing. It just feels great in your hands, you know? Um, and and I, I wouldn't use anything else, honestly. And that's not me coming from a business perspective. That's just like, I just love it. I've gotten to the point where the quality of my products are something that I can be proud about and can honestly say that I, I wouldn't want to use anything else. Oh, wow. And that's, that's why we've knocked out like all of the other wood shaft competitors in the market from just the in-person sales market. Like there were people who um, would come to these tournaments and would sell wood shafts and then they'd try to sell their wood shafts to me because they couldn't compete at like a wholesale price. And I'd be like, no, thanks. Like, oh, wow. um, yeah, like they'd sell us, see us sell like 30 sticks in a day and then they'd sell like one or zero and they'd be like, what's going on? Um, and that was because they didn't see our product ne right next to them. And, there was, and then it's, there's like four or five of those guys. I haven't run into all of them. I've run into like three or four of them, I think. And none of them come, they like double check to make sure we're not going to any of the terms. They, they, they will stay away from us. Um, which is great. So we've, we're trying to be the be all end all wooden lacrosse shaft within the next couple of years, which is, which we've done a good job so far of doing. That's awesome. So Justin, if you had like a couple tips, you would tell a young person asking you like, oh, how, what are some things you wish you had known as a young entrepreneur? What would you tell them? Oof, there's, there's so many of these. Um, there's, there's, there's so many bits and pieces of advice. Like my fate, my kind of, my kind of takeaway from entrepreneurship is like, look, like life is short. Like you're blessed with, um, like being young, being smart, having an idea. If you're listening to this podcast, maybe even, um, maybe a passion, um, it, just don't sit on your ass and watch Netflix all day, you know, like, like commit yourself to being your best self, commit yourself to building something, you know, because like, yeah, it's scary. And like, like, yeah, your family and your friends might make fun of you. If like, it, like my family thought that my idea was crazy. My friends thought my idea was crazy and a terrible idea. And, and look at, look at me now, like, you know, mm -hmm. um, but like really think about how lucky you are to just be alive and then think about the fact that you're lucky to be good at your passion, to know your passion, work your ass off for that. That's my biggest thing. Um, other just little things. Don't spend your money on stupid shit. Like you don't need those Ray-Bans. You don't need those um, Gucci flip-flops. You really don't like you're just trying to impress other people. Um, you, you really should commit that money to books and building your business and getting a masterclass subscription. Mm -hmm. um, really investing in yourself is the best way to impress people. Because like, look, like if you invest $500 in a pair of Gucci sneakers or $500 in yourself, you're going to impress people a lot more with your improvement in yourself than you are with the $500 pair of sneakers. You know, like yeah. it's just dumb. Um, another thing, um, don't, don't do things with your life. If you don't have a reason to do them, you know, really, really have a sense of purpose and that'll guide you. Um, really kind of try to try a bunch, try a lot of different things. 
Um, and like try trades, try woodworking, try metalworking, um, computer coding, anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, that can produce an income because you'll find avenues to make money in that. If that's, if you want to make a ton of money, get into a trade, learn how you can turn that trade into a business. And I promise you, you can sell, like, there are people I know that sell $300,000 worth of like, what are they, what do they make? They make just the stupidest stuff on Etsy, you know, oh, wow. it's just dumb stuff. And it's fully automated because you use CNC machines and laser engravers and stuff like, you know, it's just, it's you, if you want to make money, like get into woodworking and um, CNC machining and trades like that. Um, but like really, really enjoy it. Otherwise you're going to hate yourself. Um, other advice. Um, let's see. Um yeah, I think that's just about it. Really just work your ass off. That's that's pretty much it. Work your ass off your dreams and you'll be happy. It's it sounds pretty simple, but that's that's what it is. Thank you. That's some great advice. So finally, last question. If anyone listening wants to buy some gear from Woodgoods Lacrosse, what's the best way for them to do so? Go to woodgoodslacrosse.com. Well, that's, thank that's you. The, uh, that's the way to do it. Thanks for joining the podcast today, Justin. It was great having you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, It was a pleasure. Thanks for joining the Young, Driven, and Savvy podcast. Please rate to hear from more inspirational individuals.